Good morning, and thank you for joining me with Real People Legal Talk. This is Tyler Ayers, and our topic for today is kind of an interesting one. Honestly, I had to do a little little bit of research on this to make sure that the answers are, are right. Um, it's actually kind of a, uh, a current case. What I had is I had a, uh, a, the mother of a 17-year-old young woman who's a volleyball player give me a call because the other night when they were on the bus um, going to a, a meet, a match, whatever they called, um, the uh, the young woman's sitting in the back of the bus and uh, her friends are kind of screwing around. And uh, as the friends are, are screwing around, one grabs her phone and downloads an inappropriate picture of a, uh, well, of a penis. We don't need to be too discreet here. She downloads a picture of a penis. And then once this penis penis is on this young woman's phone, you know, she thinks it's funny and they're laughing. And she holds it up for the other kids in the bus, the other other young ladies in the bus to see. Now, there are no chaperones in the back of the bus. There's no adults back there. And evidently, this is relatively commonplace for this team and this bus but at the same time, there are there was obviously at least one young woman who was offended by this, and she ultimately reported it to the coach. The coach then reported it to the administration, and the administration ultimately reported it to the police. And so, what I want to talk about today is exactly you know what the problem is here, what the remedy is, and what her rights are as a young woman. Um, so to get right into it, let's, you know, acknowledge right off the bat that any, and I don't even want to call it pornographic just yet. We haven't necessarily established that, but any inappropriate picture and everybody I think has got to agree that a picture of a penis on the back of a school bus on the way to a volleyball game is inappropriate, especially when it's being distributed and shown in, you know, kind of a laughing, jovial way. Nobody's going to try to say that they were having a discussion, uh, you know, about sexuality or about, you know, anatomy. This was a joke. There was a penis on a phone as a joke, and that's inappropriate for young ladies. It's inappropriate for young men. Um, It's just not appropriate in public to be having that sort of a discussion. Because it's inappropriate, that makes it the the school's responsibility to bring that into check. So with regard to the school, I think that the school, and, and by that I mean the coach or the bus driver, whoever's responsible there, definitely has a responsibility to intervene so that the people who are made uncomfortable by this picture don't have to endure it. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily that I have called this picture pornography because pornography is defined um, by case law and by statute. In Utah, the, the, the definition of pornography under 76-10-1201 does include simple nudity. Uh, Section 6, it says nudity, means the showing of the human male or female genitals, public pubic area or buttocks with less than an opaque covering, or the showing of a female breast 
with less than an opaque covering or any portion thereof below the top of the nipple or the depiction of a covered male genitals in a discernibly turgid state. I mean, that just kind of sounds dirty reading it, doesn't it? Turgid. Woo. Um, so ultimately, holding up a picture of a penis may or may not constitute pornography under this section of the code. Uh, obviously, if it's covered and turgid, discernibly turgid, then it is, then it does fit within the definition of pornography. And as I look closely at this, it doesn't look like it needs to be turgid if it's naked. It means the showing of the human male or female genitals, pubic area, or buttocks with less than an opaque covering. So, as long as you're simply showing naked genitals, that constitutes pornography, unless there's some redemptive value for it, scientific, literary, etc., etc., etc. So, in this instance, yeah, she's got pornography in the back of the bus there. There's no question that she counts as a minor. She's under 18 years old, and so is everybody else on the bus. So then the next question winds up being whether or not this instance was harmful to minors. Harmful to minors means harmful to minor means that qualify of any description or representation in whatsoever form of nudity, sexual conduct, sexual excitement, or sadomasochistic abuse when it taken as a whole, appeals to the prurient interest in sex of minors. Well, does that mean in sex with minors? Or does that just mean with regard to the sexuality of minors? You know, as I'm looking at this case and I'm thinking about what it is this young lady has done wrong, it occurs to me that at 17 years old, whether you're male or female, you're in, you know, you're in the height of, adoles- height of adolescence. Your body is going through all sorts of changes. Um, and frankly, you're starting to develop a level of independence where curiosity starts to take off. And curiosity sometimes just means fun. Um, This is the back of a bus where they're amped up for their coming match. Um, They're just having some fun. And and now they want to claim, or at least maybe they'll want to claim, that this is somehow harmful to minors. Uh, You know, I, I think as I'm looking at the statute here, that may be a bit of a stretch. Harmful to minors means that quality of any description or representation in whatsoever form of nudity, sexual conduct, sexual excitement, or sadomasochistic abuse when it, taken as a whole, appeals to the prurient interest in sex of minors. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess that's subject to interpretation right there. I think that most minors have some sort of an interest in sex. Um, If they're 17 years old, I guess I won't say most minors, most 17-year-old minors, most teenage minors have some interest in sex. We're sexual beings. We become sexually curious at that age. And so in this instance, when a picture of a penis is being held up on a phone in a dark bus as it's traveling to a match... Does it only appeal to the prurient interest 
or does it, taken as a whole, appeals to the prurient interest in sex of minors? You know, I'm going to say no, because I'm going to defend her. And I'm going to say that this wasn't about sex. This was really more about comedy. This was really more about shock and awe, if you will. Um, so this is not taken as a whole, appealing to the prurient interest in sex. I don't think that by holding up this photograph, this picture that she was trying to engage anyone or seduce anyone. She was trying to get a laugh. So then we go down there. There's also a second a second part of this definition that might apply a little better. And that is, is it is patently offensive to prevailing standards in the adult community as a whole with respect to what is suitable material for minors? Well, I'm going to have a hard time arguing that one. There's little question that a picture of a male penis on a bus with a bunch of young ladies is going to be considered offensive to prevailing standards in the adult community. I just can't argue with a straight face that it's not going to be. So I think in that sense, you know, it's it's going to be considered harmful to minors because there are minors that well, frankly, despite their curiosity, despite their interest in it, they're minors that this would be patently offensive to. And it, and it doesn't even matter if it's offensive to them because it is patently offensive to prevailing standards in the adult community. So at, at this point, I do think that the, the content of the photograph would be considered pornographic. So now let's go down and see if she has committed any other crimes well and i don't even want to say committed any other crimes because at this point in 76-10-1201 we haven't actually established that it's a crime to have this we've only established that this can fall into the definition of pornography so the next next two statutes we're going to look at are uh, you know actually pornographic material or performance that's not going to apply here because that's we're not talking about a performance here and we've already established that this is pornographic material so then the next one we're going to go down to is whether or not this constitutes distributing pornographic material a person is guilty of distributing pornographic material when he knowingly and i wonder if we should make a big deal out of this the statute says he not she I think when these folks wrote this up, it never occurred to them that a young lady might be on the back of a bus showing a picture of some guy's dick. Um, So, you know, if I need to, I guess, when we get right down to it, I'll say, look, this statute doesn't apply to her at all. He's not a he. Clearly, the framers of the statute understood that what they were talking about was women and she's not, or was men. So, anyway, I digress there. Obviously, I can't get away with that. So, let's get right back to it. A person is guilty of distributing pornographic material when he slash she knowingly sends or brings any pornographic material into the state with the intent to distribute or exhibit it to others. Well, in this situation, she didn't actually bring it into the state. Somebody downloaded it to her phone. At the time that it was downloaded to her phone, she certainly did not, and nobody could suggest that she had the intent to exhibit it to others. Now, once it was on her phone, she did exhibit it to others. So at some point, she had to form that intent. So 
we may have a problem with regard to the distributing pornographic materials. Let's go on. Prepares, publishes, prints, or possesses any. She didn't do any of that. Distributes or offers to distribute. She didn't do any of that. Writes, creates, or solicits. She didn't do any of that. Promotes the distribution or exhibition of material. None of that. Presents or directs a pornographic performance. None of that. So clearly this statute, this distributing pornographic material statute, was written to prevent people from coming to the state of Utah and selling it, producing it, creating it, or otherwise actually, you know, dealing in pornography. But look how we can use this broadly written statute to wrap in this 17-year-old girl. Look at look at that. That's really something, isn't it? Because when they wrote this this law, they clearly had no idea that this would ever be used in this type of a situation. It just wasn't what their intent was. And yet, here we are. Back of a bus, doing what kids do, and we've got her committing a crime. Well, the good news is that it's a Class A misdemeanor. Punishable by a $100 fine, plus $10 for each article exhibited up to the maximum allowed by law. See, once again, it's not a statute that really should apply to her, even though, even based on our own analysis here, it probably could. So let's look next at dealing in harmful material to minor. Again, not something that you would expect would apply to her. But it says a person is guilty of dealing in harmful material when knowing that a person is a minor or having failed to exercise reasonable care in ascertaining the proper age of a minor, he or she knowingly distributes or offers to distribute, exhibits or offers to exhibit any harmful material to a minor. Boom! She can be guilty of this one as well. Because if we go back up to exhibit, the definition of exhibit means to show. And by her own admission, she showed this picture of a guy's penis. Folks, I got to tell you, when she first came in and talked to me about this, when her and her mom came in, my initial reaction was that, hey, there's no crime been committed here. This is kids being kids. Um, Children are curious. Um, Pornography just brings that out. Because we're sexual beings. We're all sexual beings. But as I've looked into this, I realize that the legislatures in our country don't want kids to be kids. They want to protect them from being kids. And they want to criminalize making mistakes. I'd have a very different attitude about this if what we were talking about was the coach taking away her phone and then you know suspending her from the team. But that's not what we're talking about anymore. What we're talking about now are the possibility of criminal sanctions for a young woman who is goofing around. You know, we talk a lot in this country about the problems with, uh, you know, participation trophies. We talk about, you know, our, the, the youth of the country, you know, not being as motivated. You know, we've got all sorts of things that we say about them. But at the end of the day... It feels like we've crushed their ability to be kids. 
it feels like we are we are killing houseflies with hand grenades by criminalizing normal human behavior. I mean, I could get into another story about an 11-year-old that I represented who was charged with three counts of forced of of felony forcible sodomy for playing doctor for playing doctor he and uh, his little sister and a neighbor girl were playing doctor together and the next thing we know this young man is being charged with felonies and I shouldn't even say young man because while he was 11 years old Um, physically he was much smaller than any other 11 year old and mentally he was still about seven or eight because of abuse that had happened to him. Despite that, he was held in custody for 11 months while we worked out the case. And when I say in custody, I don't mean in jail, but he was held at the administrative offices because he was too small to go with the other 11 year olds and his crimes were too too onerous to go in with the younger kids and so he was held in an administrative closet where he was let out to go to school um, but there was no other kids around to play he played with the secretaries yeah what's scary to me is that we've got these laws in place we draft them broadly all in the name of protecting our children and yet ultimately we've stopped, we're preventing our children from being children. The last thing that bugs me about this, and this won't be the last time you hear me say this, but who called the police and why? Well, it was probably the administration, and they didn't call the police so that they could protect any of these kids. They called the police to protect their own liability. Because if somebody didn't report this, they might wind up responsible for it somehow. Folks, if there's any lesson that I can get you to learn, it's stop calling the police. Stop calling the police. The police are not here to help us out. Uh, If they were here to help us out, then when they came upon something like this, they wouldn't treat it as a crime. They would treat it as an incident where a young girl needs a little bit of instruction and they'd let it go. They wouldn't destroy her career as a volleyball player. They wouldn't kick her out of class. They wouldn't humiliate her. They'd help her. But that's not what the police do. Not in the case of my 11 year old client, not in the case of this client. Stop calling the police. They're not your friend. They're not here to help you. They're here to help themselves and to make a name for themselves. This has been a really long Real People Legal Talk. I appreciate this story and I appreciate this question. Um, I hope that you've learned something from it. And I look forward to speaking with you again. Have a great day.